Hey, this is Thor from Cybrary. If you've been enjoying the Cybrary podcast or one of our other series like 401 Access Denied or Go For It with Sarah Moffat, then make sure to like, follow, or subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And we'd love to hear from you. Join the discussion by leaving us a comment or review on your platform of choice or emailing us at podcast at cybrary.it and you could be featured in a future episode. From all of us at Cybrary, thank you and enjoy the show. Hey, this is Sarah Moffitt. I'm a leadership coach, and this is your bi-weekly reminder to go for it. I'm here to help you gain the confidence, consistency, and courage you need to go for it, whatever it is. This is a podcast produced by Cybrary, a company that is all about going for it. They've revolutionized the cybersecurity education experience, and I'm excited to hang out with you and Cybrary today. All right, y'all, it's Monday. It's time to stand up, get yourself together, and let's go for it. there and welcome to the season finale of my first season of Go For It with Sarah Moffat. For those of you who don't know me yet, I'm Sarah and I am the host of this podcast. I wear a couple different hats. First, I'm a mom to an awesome rising first grader. I'm also a leadership coach and I specialize in coaching women in male-dominated fields like cybersecurity, IT, privacy, finance, etc. Um, I have an undergrad degree in psychology and a master's degree in business management and leadership. I'm also a civil servant and obviously a podcaster. And I know that podcasts probably aren't supposed to have a season finale, but this one is definitely going to because, well, it's for a very good reason or really a couple of really good reasons. At the end of April, I accepted a new job as the director of communications for an IT organization in the federal government. And honestly, I freaking love the job. I love the leadership at this place. I love the team I serve with. I love the mission and the integrity of the organization. It is amazing. It's also the busiest I've ever been. And to add on to the delight of this new role, I'm also becoming a first-time home buyer, and I'm in the process of closing on my first home up in Maryland. And this place is a prayer answered for me and my son. We both had this like must-have list for the house, and this place has all of those things checked off and then some. And so while this is all like incredibly amazing news, it's also a lot of change. And I feel like if I'm going to be the best mom and the best coach and the best new home buyer, and obviously I want to be a good podcaster, then this amazing show needs a summer holiday. And frankly, so do I. And so lately I've been thinking about, you know, this time of my life and it's overwhelming, but in a really good way. Like, I learned this when I was doing my undergrad in psychology, and and maybe you've heard this before, but the stress of changing jobs, for better or for worse, is the same level of stress in your body and your emotions as losing a loved one, like a close family member. And the stress of moving, again, for better or for worse, for good or for bad, is also the same level of stress in your body and your emotions as losing a family member. And to have both of these things happening within the same 90 days is stressful. And even though it's changed for the good and I could not be more grateful, it is still change. 
And that's the part of the go for it theme that I haven't really talked about yet. Um, And that is that change is scary. Going for it is scary. Saying yes to opportunity means saying yes to change. It's saying yes to stress. It's saying yes to the unknown, to the unfamiliar. It means saying yes to colleagues that you don't know and to a boss and a work environment that's unfamiliar. It's saying yes maybe to a whole new lifestyle, a new office, new workspace, new mission. And let's be clear, all of that is scary. The unknown is scary. So I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't as a reason to stay somewhere. And hey, maybe that's true. I just want to say, put this out there, that if you think about the place that you work or live or whatever you're doing as the devil at any stage of your life, it might be time to rethink that because I don't want to be working with the devil. Um, so anyway, here I am at this new job. I'm getting ready to move into my new house. That means new coworkers, new neighbors. It means my son is changing schools. It means new friends. It means saying so long to this house that I'm in right now that I have raised my son in. We moved in here. He was not, he was only six months old and goodbyes are hard. I'm a woman of faith and I believe that all things happen for good. I'm also a woman of philosophy and um, over the last six months, I've been staring at this sign in my office. It's, it's over there. You, you can't see it. Uh, and it says, live life as if everything is rigged in your favor. Rumi said that. God said the first thing, which is all things come together for good. And as I'm looking back over the last couple of years, really over the last six or seven years, I'm taking stock of all of these good things and all of the things that seemed awful at the time they were happening and recognizing that all of them ultimately come together for good. Like it really was all rigged in my favor. And I'm fully aware of the fact that it's easy for me to say like, oh, la-di-da, this was all rigged together for my favor. And it was not easy for me to say that before. You know, I mean, when you're out of the situation, it's easy for you to say that. But I don't want to downplay the fact that It was not easy to go through working for a boss who took credit for my ideas and then removed me from a program that I established and then called it her own. It was not easy sitting across from a coworker who was abusive and incredibly deceitful. It wasn't easy for me to say that when I was struggling with the fears of being a new parent that was totally alone. And it wasn't easy for me 18 or 19 years ago, 19 years ago, when I was standing on the embankment of a pond about to take my own life. So I was thinking about this podcast and this being my season finale and, you know, going through these times in my life where this go for it took on new shape and new meaning. And it was 19 years ago this weekend that I got in the car and drove out to a secluded area of Virginia. I had just suffered another in a long list of devastating events in my life. And I was hopeless. I got in my car and I just drove. I don't even remember the drive, honestly, but I do remember like seeing a lake or pond or whatever on the side of the road. And I had this thought in my mind, like... Drowning myself was the right thing to do. I thought of Virginia Woolf, who I know that she 
she drowned herself. She put rocks in her pocket and she waded into the water and, and, and took her last breath. And so I pulled off the road. <clears throat> I got out of the car and I stood at the edge of this pond and I saw the sun shining and the mountains reflected in the water. And I thought to myself, I can't even find beauty in this. And I should be able to. And at that moment, I realized that needs to be my last thought. I had been suffering from depression since I was a teenager. And after 10 years, 10 plus years of just bleak thoughts and disappointment and seemingly insurmountable odds, it was enough. And so I bent over and I picked up a rock and I put it in my pocket and I stood up and I thought, am I going to do this? And I looked up at the mountains again and, and I said, yes. And almost at that exact moment, a man walked up to me. I, I hadn't seen him there. I did not see him approach, but all of a sudden there he was right in front of me. And when he walked up to me, he was so close to me that I could have like reached out and held his hand. He was really close to me. And he said, are you okay? Just like, are you okay? Are you okay? It was the weirdest thing. And it like shook my core. It was like a fog lifted off of me in that moment. And I, and I physically took a step back from him. And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And he looked straight in my eyes and he said, you're not, but you will be. And then he just walked away. And I stood there and I turned and, and I looked back at the pond again. And then I walked back to my car and got in and drove away. And the next day I went straight to the doctor and I asked for help. It's hard for me to remember that version of myself. 19 years later, I turn around and I'm looking at this young version of Sarah. Uh, she had no hope. She was completely deflated and lost and I hardly recognize her. But I remember that feeling from that day. And it wasn't overwhelm. It wasn't depression. It was just a very absolute matter-of-fact void of any desire, of any hope, and certainly not of the belief that things were rigged in my favor. I mean, there was, there was no desire. It wasn't like a feeling of desperation or anything. It was just matter of fact. It all felt like one hopeless event had happened after another and that I was just, that was it. The rocks were going to pull me under. And, and it made sense to me. It made sense to me that I couldn't find beauty anymore. And then I was done. And then this guy, are you all right? Are you okay? That's what he said. Are you okay? And here I'm sitting now, all these years later, filled, literally overflowing with hope and love and expectation for things to come. And I keep asking myself, how did I get here? How did I get here? And the answer is for me first, that man, he told me the truth. He said, you're not okay now, but you will be. 
I think he was an angel or, or a divinely appointed stranger sent to interrupt me that day. And I think he saved me. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I think that moment gave me the strength to go ask for help. I literally went to the doctor the next day and I told him I needed help. And that was very hard, very hard. It was very hard going through one therapist after another, trying to find one that wasn't terrible and trying to find the one that, that I ended up staying with who, who literally blessed me with so much insight and peace and hope that it would take me multiple lifetimes to thank her for what she did. Uh, it was very hard to go through different medications uh, and, and try to find one that made me feel like me without fog or nausea or sickness or being over here, being down here. That was shit and it was hard. I had to walk through that though. I had to walk into change. I had to stand up for a future that I did not know was in front of me and be brave enough to ask for help, be brave enough to walk toward it. Um, I had to, you know, count on new friends. I had to totally change my friends. I had to change where I was going and change where I lived, change my friends, change my job. I just walked into one change after another and, and just hoped that it was the right change, right? Hope that it was the right thing, but I kept going. I kept going for it with the support of friends and my faith and my therapist, I kept going. I kept going when I was two weeks pregnant and was laid off from my contracting job when their funding ran out. I kept going when I worked for an abusive man who sexually harassed me and threatened me with physical violence. I kept going when it seemed like everything was a mess because I believed that seed of hope that man planted in my heart that day and planted in my mind that I would be okay. That idea of go for it, that motto didn't come into my life until about five years ago when I met Joe Urbanski at a SHRM conference and he said it to me. But looking back, I realized that that's probably been my motto for a really long time since I was a little girl and definitely since that, that day on the edge of my own death. So going for it meant believing, even though I didn't know it at the time, that life was rigged in my favor and that I had a choice to walk away from the things that were pulling me down and walk toward help, to walk toward a new future, to walk toward something that I could not envision in my mind. And today, it's completely different. Today, going for it means waking up every day and looking at life for the opportunities to serve and lead. It's, it's looking at my beautiful son and thinking of ways to have amazing adventures with him and thanking God for the miracle of his life. It means I wake up every morning at five o'clock in the morning or earlier, sometimes 15 minutes later, but right around 5 a.m., I have that quiet time. I exercise. I start the day full of love and hope and energy. And even when days are hard or full of stress, like they are right now, the good kind, good or bad, right? I have this, this feeling of going for it, of, of waking up with, 
with this purpose. And, and I wake up every day and, and you have to know this about me, legitimately, truly, deeply grateful for the breath that I have. Grateful for the opportunity to have this podcast, to have the friends that I have, the family that I have, the son I have, the life I have. Like a depth of gratitude I cannot articulate And I do believe that all things happen for a reason. And so here I am in this amazing job that I love so much, working for people that are truly inspiring and innovative. And and, and I have this amazing team that I work with and, and I have this incredible kid and we're buying this incredible house. And the hell that I walked through And the choice after choice after choice I had to make to keep going for it, it has not been easy. And each step along the way has kind of been like planting a little seed. And for whatever reason, this is the season of my life where all of those seeds seem to be coming up. And I look around and every day it's like this beautiful garden of hope. Um. And so anyway, I'm really excited about what's happening next. And and as I'm wrapping up the season of Go For It with you, I want to encourage you and, and remind you that whatever season you're in, whether you're standing at the edge of the water like I was 19 years ago, or sitting across from an abusive boss, or the best boss ever, or in a job that feels like it's sucking you dry, or in a body that feels heavy and tired... Maybe you're not okay right now, but you will be. Lift up your eyes to look for hope. Look for a helper. Look for the exit sign from the job and the entrance to the new one. Look for the healthy snack and the quick walk around the block to get your body and your blood moving. Look for opportunities to change your perspective. Look for the coach who's going to help you move to the next stage of your career and believe in yourself. Look for that mentor who's going to remind you who you are. Look for the opportunities and the things that make you say, I'm going to go for it. Know that that change is going to be hard. Know that it's going to be stressful, but believe in yourself enough. Believe in the future enough. Believe and live your life as if everything is rigged in your favor and decide to go for it because this is your moment. This is it. It might not feel like your moment. It might just feel like Monday or it might feel just like a regular afternoon. But this moment right here, you have a choice. And I want you to choose to believe in yourself, to believe that all things work together for good because you are called for a great life. You are called for hope and joy. And I believe that things are rigged for your favor, and that each step you take, walking in hope and belief of that puts you one step closer to, I don't know what, but you do. So for me, I'm about to go for it with this new house. And I'm packing and I'm moving and I'm resettling and I'm going for it with leading and serving with my new team at this dream job and serving the dream clients that I coach And this summer of 2021, if you're still here, 
and you're still listening, then you know that this is your summer. And I cannot wait to hear from you about what you do next. So make this your moment to go for it. Make this your summer where you step away from the water's edge, where you go do something brave, where you make a choice that, God, you just, you've been sitting on it and you've been sitting on it and you've been scared. Get up. Get up. Get those rocks out of your pockets. Walk away. Make a choice to go toward that thing. It might be hard. It might be stressful. It might push you to your limit. But I believe in you. And I believe this is your moment. And, and I, think this is, I think this is epic. So go out there and do something great this summer. And when we come back in the fall, maybe I'll have an email from you. Maybe you'll email us at Cybrary and, and tell us something brave that you did. And I can read all about them in the next season. I mean, I just think that opportunities are endless, but I just want you to know that I believe in you, that I believe this podcast is here. I believe you're listening to it for a reason. And I hope and pray that you take the step forward. And I want you to know I'm cheering for you. I believe in you and, and I'll see you in the fall. Cybrary, the premier cybersecurity skill development platform, is empowering individuals and teams to secure the future of technology. See why 3 million people have already signed up when you visit www.cybrary.it.